Welcome out there to another awesome and riveting episode of The Album Argument, a podcast where two guys get together, share albums, and pick the best and worst songs. I'm Ryan. I'm Jeremy. And we are so grateful to have you with us today as we talk about our very first movie soundtrack. And I have to be honest with you, Jeremy Dudman, you picked a banger. <laughs> this is awesome. That, I mean, like, wow. It's an interesting one. So this was actually a, a, a listener suggestion, right? Yep. So uh, I saw this on Facebook. Somebody mentioned, um, and uh, I apologize that I don't have your name right now, but thank you for listening, that um, there was a request for some type of soundtrack, right? Yeah. So I said, yes, soundtrack. But then I went with a soundtrack that I wanted and the single soundtrack. So I've been <laughs> wanting to do this. I think it's a good cold weather album. I remember yeah. you mentioning Nevermind. Also, was piggybacking on Nevermind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, there's no Nirvana on this. No, there's not. And there's actually, a, I think it's fitting that there's not. There's a rumor. Uh, maybe it's not a rumor, but I read somewhere and I could not verify it. So I'll just say it's a rumor that Smells Like Teen Spirit or maybe a different song was supposed to be on this. Really? But then because they were filming this movie before Seattle broke, let's gotcha. say. And by the time Nirvana, by the time it came out and the soundtrack came out, it was supposed to be there. Nirvana blew up and they couldn't afford the rights gotcha. to include it. So Understood. I kind of agree with that, but I think it works. Like you said, there is no Nirvana in yeah. here, but you have Alice in Chains, you have Pearl Jam, you have, um, let's see, Mother Love Bone, you have Soundgarden, you have Mud Honey, even Jimi Hendrix from mm -hmm. being Seattle. And then you have like Smashing Pumpkins from Chicago. From Chicago. And you have uh, Paul <laughs> Westerberg. He's from Minneapolis with mm -hmm. the replacements. But he did a lot of the mu the music for, for the movie as well. He was like the official like music person for the movie. Helped right? out, yeah, yeah, I believe. Um, but yeah, then you have uh, – so it's, it's, it's in general Seattle. Right? Can you tell us a little bit about the movie for those so, who – like, cause I'll fully admit I had not seen it all the way through. I'd only seen parts of it. So guess what I did yesterday? Oh, I rented it. You rented it. I rented it and I watched you it. Cause I, I told my wife, I said, I have to watch this for the podcast. And I got to say, it's a meh movie. I, I admit that I wanted to watch it again. So I, I, I oh, ran I'm out sorry. of time. I will watch it. And, um, I, I remember liking it, you know, as a teenager, as a teenager. It. Yeah. And so it's a romantic rom-com rom -com. by Cameron Crowe. Cameron Crowe. Yeah, I should go ahead and say that. Um, which, funny note, uh, so uh, Nancy Wilson, the, the love mongers, yes. her side, their yeah. side band is on this with the Battle of Evermore. Uh, Cameron Crowe at the time was married to Nancy to her, Wilson. Yep. Um, so anyway, so Cameron Crowe of, you know, Almost Famous. Which is um, one of the greatest movies ever made. One of the greatest movies, lots of other great movies. And um, so, yeah, he was writing this. Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. <laughs> in Ode to Seattle and the sound yeah. and so forth. And so throughout the movie, it's a rom-com, but you see musicians. One of the relationships is with... Um, a lead singer of Citizen Dick. Citizen Dick, yes. Citizen and Dick. Um, so... The girl really likes him, but singer, he doesn't yeah. really like her. Yeah. And in the band, though, Citizen Dick are the members of Pearl Jam yep. for the most part. And Eddie Vedder plays the drummer. Yeah, so it's cool. And <laughs> um, and they helped out with some of the music, too, yeah. in, the, in the movie. I uh, heard Jeff Ament. All, Jeff Ament, all of his clothing was used for Matthew Dillon. Matthew Dillon. There you Matt go. Dillon, yep. whatever, to wear. Like That's They right. were all Jeff's clothes. So it's, it's the look of Seattle and rock and roll, and you get Chris Cornell in there oh, and yeah. stuff like that. And it's just a romantic comedy. And it's, you know, various... 
romantic relationships mm -hmm. centered around music and coffee shops and things like that. It's everything you can think of Seattle is yeah. in this movie. It's a stereotype of Seattle. Yes. Stereotype. Essentially. <laughs> yes. But then you get cool scenes of like, uh, he goes, the one uh, musician installs a great uh, sound system in the car <laughs> yeah. and they're outside listening to it. And then Chris Cornell the walks up and they're just like, yeah. And they're listening. He just keeps turning it up. Yeah. Yeah. And then it all like breaks. See, that's what I remember from years ago is like, I remember uh, our friend Brian being like, and then randomly Chris Cornell's there. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, where did he come from? <laughs> um, and there's another great scene about spam. I'll just leave it at that. Oh, yeah, that's good. That and was I, good. I still think of that. And what came out? Spam. Spam. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I want to see it again. So you said it doesn't, maybe I, doesn't I'd say it was up. a two and a half out of five. I mean, yeah. like the movie is, the movie is dated. It's okay. very dated by this point. Well, the scenes I liked are those that you talked about and all the live music scenes, like the exactly. Allison Chain right. scenes. Like right. that was awesome. So that song that's played, it's in the extended cut, but it's mm -hmm. actually not on the uh the the main album, right? Yeah. So they have wood, but then there's another one there's on the extended cut. There's another one that's cut, not on there. Yep. And that's the one that they play. So it's really cool. You can actually hear, all right, action and all that. Yeah. So if you're on streaming, you can have that extra one. Um, but yeah, it's well, it's a. It's, I want to also say, sorry. No, it's good. I interrupted you. My bad. Uh, I also wanted to say uh, Spoon Man. Spoon Man An acoustic was, version of Spoon Man is on there, and it's freaking incredible. So it was written for the movie. But it's not on the original pressing of the album. Right. It came out on the deluxe edition. Yeah, so it was written uh, supposedly for the movie, inspired by someone in town, Spoon Man, and Chris Cornell wrote it. And uh, yeah, it inspired him, and then it ended up being on their uh, Soundgarden album a few years later. Couple of years later. I'm sorry for interrupting. No, you, no, that's, that's okay. Yeah, that's You're okay. used to me interrupting. We're you, just, we're just excited about this. Album. I'm it's so just, sorry. It's just cool. I'll be quiet now. No, no, you're good. Anytime you can talk. Anytime, as long as you agree. Yes. <laughs> I concur. Do you concur? Yes, sir. I concur. Um, so uh, yeah, I think uh, the way I would sum it up now is most of these songs are B sides, except for Paul Westerberg. Mm -hmm. Like those are like A sides for him. Like it's the the two of the songs. Now, maybe for replacement fans, it's B-side, but Waiting for Somebody in Dyslexic Heart, they're A-sides for him, and Wood is maybe an A-side for Alice mm -hmm. Chains. I'm going to, I'm just looking at the list again. I'm pretty sure, for the most part, they're all B-sides otherwise. It's like the best collection of B-sides. Ever. E ever. Isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah, a, this it's, album it's is a incredible. It's killer B-sides. Like, if you listen, and Chloe Dance of Crown of Thorns, that's kind of an A-side by Mother Love Bone, but... It's so many good B-sides. I mean, you've got Soundgarden B-sides. You've got some of the best Pearl Jam songs, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One yeah. of the best Smashing Pumpkins songs. Yep. Um, the Screaming Tree songs, that's kind of an A-side. But uh, as I mentioned, Paul Westerberg, um, the Mud Honey song is okay, but it, it's it's a B-side. Yeah. We'll come back to that. Um, Battle of Evermore, that's the cover, Led Zeppelin. Uh, but let's call it a B-side too. It technically would be a yeah, B side. B side. So I, yeah, it's I, I can tell what you feel about this. Yeah, yeah. But um, I've been holding on to this, so uh, thanks for the suggestion out there. So tell us your favorite though out of all this these B sides and your worst pick. Well, first and foremost, I am buying this record. This nice. is really good. This is, I mean, this is one of the best movie soundtracks I've ever heard. Yeah. Like 
it's wild how good it is. And I think it speaks for volumes because the little bit of research I did on it, it looks like the, the, the sound, they knew the soundtrack was going to be so good that they released it months before the movie actually came out, which doesn't normally happen in my opinion or to my knowledge. Uh, so many good songs on there. I'm going to start first with what I don't like. Uh, the, so the battle of Evermore, you know, I love that song. I've mentioned that before. I love that song. And the cover of here is decent it's live it's live yeah but it sounds almost exactly like the led zeppelin version so that's why i'm like eh. you know like i I would like a little bit of differentiation there just to make that one stand out i still like it it's still good i I will still listen to it nancy Uh, wilson yeah oh she's amazing amazing vocalist uh but i have to say the worst song on there is the mother love bone track the chloe dancer crown of thorns you ever heard the story of Mr. Fated Glory? Say he who rides the pony must someday fall. Talking to my altar, life is what you make it. And if you make it death, well, rest your soul. The song is very long and boring. It's long. It is not boring. It is very boring. Eight minutes. Some other love bone for those out there that don't know. Uh, the lead singer, Mother Love Bone, passed away. Yes, he did. That led to the album Temple of a Dog. Correct. Of a or of the? Temple of the Dog. Of the. Sorry. Temple of the Dog, which is mostly Chris Cornell and then the members of Mother Love Bone, which then mm-hmm. they all had uh, Eddie Vedder there to sing with that song yep and then hunger they strike. hunger strike thank you all these names are escaping me and then they formed pearl jam correct all right so it's pretty cool to have like a classic seattle band there mother love bone so i don't i i, I think it's a killer it's a double song two and one True. so that's what makes it longer it's one of their best songs i think i don't listen to mother love bone, if but this is one of their best songs i don't care to ever hear anything else i mean they're not pearl jam i would say pearl jam is the yeah. better band let's say but um i disagree with you yeah. it's 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 I'm having trouble picking my favorite, and it's. I would say it's one of my really? favorites. See, I th- uh, that's I just, why I'm looking I think at it's you. Long and the, boring. I'm, I'm looking at you with the stare. I'm sorry. You can you can hate me all you want. There's probably a lot of people out there that are like, no, this is Ryan is wrong on this, and let me be wrong. That's fine. Uh, I think it's great for the movie. It's a movie it, song. It, it is I, definitely that, a movie it, song. It sounds like the '90s, and it's a movie. Yeah, song. it's perfect in the film, but like on the soundtrack, no, nah, man, man. Pearl I'm Jam good. plays Crown of Thorns a lot live. Do they? Okay, that, I mean, that's fine. I think it's cool. You're uh, wrong. I, I just didn't enjoy it. Out of all the songs, that, so many great songs. The Paul Westerberg songs are really good on there. Of course, he was, in my opinion, the heart of the replacements. You know? Oh, yeah. Which uh, I think a few podcast episodes back, you know, when you mentioned you actually liked them, I was surprised because I was like, I've really? recently gotten into them. Yeah. I think they they show up on, you know, when you listen too long to an album and they start giving you suggestions. Yes. Or on a Pandora or something. Replacements just keep showing up and I'm like... I don't like all their songs, correct? But maybe one of their albums will come up because I'm trying to find an album that works. I, yeah. I think I like more songs, but yeah, it's I understand. it's rock. It's the predecessor to a lot of the music we listen to, and that that is correct. Yes, uh, I think uh, he has heavily influenced a lot of people. Uh, but I have to say, honestly, the song that you know I love the Chris Cornell song. What was it? Seasons. Such a good song. I'm like, man, alive. I I, I started thinking like I need to be listening to more Chris Cornell again, yep. but like. And then I was like, well, he has that solo record that came out like oh, in the yeah, yeah, late yeah. 90s. I'm like, maybe yeah. that I should listen to Not that. Not so good. No, Not so no, good. No, no. Um, yeah, well, you know, it is what it is. But honestly, 
breath by Pearl Jam. Like it, it. Wait, so that's your pick for best. That took my breath away with how good it was. Like I was like, and then I started looking it up. I'm like, why is this not on 10? Why is this not on uh, verses? Why is this not on anything? Like wh- why? Yeah. Such a good song. I agree. And it's number two. So that's what the problem I have is that it starts with Wood. Yeah. Which is, it's a cool song. Wood is a very cool song. And it's named after Andrew Wood, right? Right. Andrew Wood. Thank, yeah. thank you. The lead singer of uh, Mother Love Bone. Mother Love Bone. That, uh, but it's spelled different. But it is spelled different. It's cool. Yes. Uh, but I don't, as an album, I don't know if I would start with Wood. I wouldn't have. So I think if it started with Breath. That would have been perfect. Which, funny enough, now that, uh, as we've mentioned some funny things off air, I will go ahead and mention on air, I've always thought, this is breathe. And as you say it out loud, it's breath. <laughs> and I'm like, I've, I've been thinking of the song as breathe the whole time. Well, I, I had to double check. Like, I don't know if you noticed, but I looked back at like, back the notes. Like, <laughs> so thank you for th- for making me uh, if it, I'm a horrible it's speller, but no, it's breath. breathe would have had an E at the it end. It would have right? had an E, but I'm just realizing all these years, I always thought of the song as breathe. Well, it's like that. What's that? That Nirvana song, "Sliver." Yeah, everybody calls it "Silver." Yeah, and I think there's some story to that. That's yeah. I think that was the purpose. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, or the porpoise. (laughs) I'm sorry, dad jokes. Yes, dad. It's like when see we're like you know I got to be really specific about something. I'm like whoa 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 Pacific, the Atlantic or the Pacific. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, come on now. No, that's that's a great song. I agree. Why was that? Not on exactly. This is such a good song. Um, I I think it, I read something saying that it was gonna be on ten, but it got left off or something. Uh, drown the Smashing Pumpkins. Drown. I mean, that's the Pumpkins are great no matter what. Uh, and I think Drown is a great song, and, and I think it's a good closer to the yeah. album. And I think it, if I'm not mistaken, from seeing it yesterday, it closed out the movie yeah, as well. Yeah, I so. think so. It like I, wrapped everything together. Like, yeah, and on streaming, uh, most services you you can't play you it. can't play it. So, but yeah. if you go to the what the greatest hits, the yeah. Smashing Pumpkins, which I believe is there. called Rotten Apples. Yeah, so, it could be wrong. Rotten Apples. Yeah, and uh, I remember at the time on the radio, always hearing Drown. Mm-hmm. Pre, not the internet was around in my house. We did not have the internet. There was a time. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so I would always hear Drown. I'm like, what is that song? And it was one of those songs that the yeah. radio would never say. They would never say, yeah. I'm like, why don't you Jerks. say the darn song? And then I remember just finding it one day. I think maybe that's why I bought this, probably bought this in, uh, album. And um, I probably like songs, different songs now. But mm-hmm. yeah, at the, at the time I liked Drown. But so I agree. Yeah, it's a good song. I, but everything on here is just so good. I mean, yep. it, on my list here, it says best songs. I have them all written except for, you know, like mother love bone. What about the Jimi Hendrix song? I, I'm fine with it. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. It's, it's not, not his best, right? but, uh, you know, I, I get why they picked it, you yeah. know? Um, but man, birth ritual, Soundgarden's birth ritual. I was like, I haven't heard that one before. That is a killer. I'm like, wow. And that's in the movie and they're yeah. playing it. So yeah, that one, that one's really good. I was like, this, this album is, phenomenal that one's like, why have i never listened to this birth ritual is kind of mathy in today's time yeah, yeah. The, the rhythm but it's really cool 
It is. It's really cool. All right. Well, that, I mean, that, that's me. I got to turn it over to you. The only thing I said I would want more is Spoon Man, not on the deluxe edition, you know, yeah. but so let, what, what, what's your, what's your picks here, Jeremy Dunn? Uh, so I agree with you, at least on, on breath. I said brief. <laughs> uh, that's really good. I think I actually like State of Love and Trust a little bit more. I've always liked that. I don't know. It's I like it. Something about it. It's it's the title, State of Love and Trust. I mean, I do have it on my list. It's it's crazy catchy. That's up there. Birth Ritual is up there. Chloe Dancer, Crown of Thorns is up there for me. Nope. Uh, Drown is up there for me. Of course. But as I, I admit, in terms, I just don't know if it fits like the Seattle. Every It fits, but it doesn't fit. I think, again, like where they placed it in the movie was perfect as that wrap-up music, like yeah. watching the relationships come together. It was perfect. But as a Smashing Pumpkins fan, it's kind of weird to say, I don't know if it fits. But I it's gotcha. a good song on its own. I don't know if it matches oh, yeah. this album, but anyways, uh, great B-side there. Uh, Nearly Lost You Screaming Trees is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Paul Westerberg, of course. I, I, I have difficulty in picking the best song. It's not perfect, though, but it's, it's one of those I'm like... So, um, should we talk about the awful mud honey song? Then? So, I'll go ahead and say the one that I think I don't like, I know I don't like, is Overblown Mud Honey, other yeah. than the, the opener is kind of funny. And it's the least streamed song. Yeah. Like looking at the numbers on Spotify, only 99,000 streams. Only. So I think everybody else agrees. Jeez. One um, of my songs has seven. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I'm and waiting for like million. That's on the high end. <laughs> million, thousand, bajillion. No, just seven. Seven, no. Um, let me ask you this. Have you ever been into Mud Honey at all? I have an album or two of theirs, and it's not my favorite of that time but gotcha. I, I have an album i can't tell you which one and I, I i think i liked it at the time i don't know if i would like it now it's a little it's more raw yeah i don't think unfortunately i never got into them like there's there's just something about them I, the sound just doesn't connect to me yeah. you know I, I like the melvins if i had to pick between like them sure. i'd pick the melvins over mud honey it's a cool band name yeah it is really cool it's really i think cool i like name. that i probably if i'm flipping through cds or albums going oh mud honey i'll probably listen to that yeah it's pretty sweet some others but no, I, I I do remember liking some of the album more okay. than definitely this song. So gotcha. of their B-sides, I don't like this song, but maybe somebody else does. Maybe somebody else hates the perfection of State of Love and Trust and maybe. Breath and really likes Overblown. So you I tell bet us. you Mud Honey probably really likes the song. <laughs> Making them a lot of money still. Um, so if I have to pick one, um, I will say, can I say it's a tie? Because I really always like Chloe Dancer, Crown of Thorns. <laughs> And you said it's your worst, but since you already played that as your it's worst, the worst, I think it's one of the best. Um, I have three. I have a tie for th- across three. Actually, oh, no, no, okay, no four, no five. No, I always <laughs> like Chloe Dancer, State of Love and Trust, mm-hmm. and then Dyslexic Heart. So God, since you mentioned State of Love and Trust, we kind of already talked about that. Uh-huh. I'll go with Dyslexic Heart because yeah. I think it got me into maybe Paul Westerberg before, yeah. and I didn't realize. And now I'm like, oh, now I'm kind of into the replacement. So yep. I appreciate it for what it is. And it's very 90s, and it's that rom-com sound yeah, and without being too cheesy. It started the movie, didn't it? Wasn't it the opening track for the movie, or was that the other one? I admit I haven't watched it in a while. So. I believe it was this one. Yeah. 
We're going to go watch it after. Yeah, this. all right. So we uh, talked about Ryan Adams a long time ago. Yep. I think he's listened to some Paul Westerberg. Yes, he has. <laughs> <laughs> the so, influence is there. Yeah, his voice, Paul Westerberg and everything. I think uh, in today's time, 2023, 20, 24, right? Time, yeah. 2024, right now. As the new year hits, we always forget what year it is. I always forget. Yeah. I think this is my sound today. Like the older me and probably yeah. in... Uh, this movie is probably more 20 something year olds, right? But oh, yeah, yeah, you know, let's say 20 to 30s. I think this is a very 30 years old sound yeah. versus the teenager 20 year old me with like the state of love and trust and birth ritual and all that. I think in the movie, the oldest character was 27. There is a rumor too that either Cameron Crowe feels it or some others have mentioned like this was this is an influence. They were they were going to turn it into a TV show. And yeah. then it was basically an influence of friends. Friends. Yep. Right. Whether or not that's true. I, mean, I, it's a I would say city, so. But it's centered around a coffee shop. Yep. There's not as much music in it, but it has the music of, you know, if you think of well, the sound of friends, that's Paul Westerberg. If you here. think about, yes, it is. And then there, there was two albums released from the uh, friends, like that's true. volume yeah, yeah. one and volume. Yeah. And both of them were platinum selling. Uh, one of them had, you know, the, the I'll be there for you stuff yeah, that's true. Yeah, by that's the uh, Rembrandts. Yeah. And then the other one had uh, the big hit from Toad the Wet Sprocket, the good intentions. Yeah. So maybe, maybe it's true. And so thank you, Cameron Grove for writing this movie and. And for friends. And. Friends and I was gonna say almost famous. It, oh yeah, definitely. So almost famous. So uh, I was watching a video the other day. It was the best songs from fictitious bands, and I think Fever Dog was like number two on the list. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it should have been number one. Yeah, yeah. There's that. That's I remember that. I don't know if that that soundtrack. If I've ever listened to it, it probably doesn't hold up to this. No, probably. But for no. fictitious, yes, I agree with that. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so my picks, I'll just go with, yeah, just like a cart nice. and then overblown, but I think everybody should listen to this. Oh yeah, it, definitely. It, it's not the Hollywood-esque soundtrack of all the songs that you're going to be used to. Correct. But if you've listened to us, you know what we like. And if you like the rest of what we like, you probably <laughs> um, like the soundtrack. Uh, but yeah, as you said, I, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. Maybe the best collection of B-sides across like a compilation of oh, B-sides. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, honestly, off the top of my head, thinking about movie soundtracks. Because um, they're always the, A-sides. They're always, yeah, you know, the hits. The only one that I can think that I actually still enjoy better than this one right now, because I mean, like this blows me away, is uh, the soundtrack to That Thing You Do. And I, a lot of, I, I love all the music from that. Um, I quit. <laughs> I quit. I quit. I quit. You I actually quit, look Mr. like White. a... Yeah. And we're on the headphones. And yeah, like, yeah. Sorry, guys. You no, can't no, see no. This, that's perfect. You, that's a great impression. <laughs> Anyways, keep it going. Keep it going. By the way, do you know the bass player's name? No. TB player, the bass player. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Uh, I've had that soundtrack for years, and uh, I absolutely love I it. I don't think I've ever listened. I'll oh, my to, gosh. I'll it's so good. Out. I'll check that out. Uh, I, still, I would put these two together up against each other. I mean, totally different genres and styles yeah. of music, but... 
uh, this is wow. This is a great soundtrack, and I'm I'm shocked that I've never heard it all the way through before. Yeah, and like I mentioned, I probably got it for Drown when I finally realized uh-huh. how do I get Drown before that Greatest Hits came mm-hmm. out. Um, and at the time, I was like, oh yeah, cool. It kind of sounds uh, like this. But then the other day, listening to it, yeah, it clicked. It's like these are all B sides. These are great. And they're really good. So, and it's a good cold weather album as we're it in is. this cold, dreary January. Atlanta in January is really awful. I'm glad my kids are born in January. The, they were born in the beginning. Yeah. So I could say, hey, January doesn't suck. But pretty yeah. much after their birthday. It's awful. It's awful. And then February is pretty awful. February is very awful. Living in Texas, March used to pick up. So I think of Texas as, mm-hmm. you know, the blue bonnets are growing out there. But really in Georgia, March is pretty awful too. Yeah. And then April comes and it's all good. And it's hot. Instantly. Bam. It's instantly hot. It's hot. So anyways, hopefully you're doing well out there. If you want a good cold weather album to go to your coffee shop, put your flannel on, <laughs> listen to the single soundtrack, and let us know what you think on the socials. Yeah, totally. Let us know what you think out there. Uh, visit us at thealbumargument.com. You can also find Jeremy's Spotify playlist and his link tree. And that could also get you to our Facebook page where you can leave us threatening remarks about how bad we are at our job, which people have done and that's okay. And on <laughs> X and on X, and formerly on X. known as Twitter. So yeah, let us know uh, if you have any requests. I know we have some other requests. Maybe we'll have some guests coming up and um, yeah, some cool albums for 2024. Yeah, we got some good stuff coming up. Please make sure that you support all the artists on this soundtrack and do yourself a favor. Go watch the movie. It's yeah, worth watch it. the movie. I paid $3.99 to rent it. It was worth you it. You could have borrowed my DVD. We talked about this. I don't own a DVD player. We talked about Let this. Let us know. Do you own a DVD player out there on the <laughs> Tell socials? Tell us in the socials. <laughs> Seriously, though, thank you so much. We really do appreciate it. Thank you for sharing us and uh, with other friends. And thank you for all the comments that we have been getting. We do appreciate every one of you. Grandma probably likes this album. Grandma does like so this album. So share it with her. She, got, she probably already owns it. She actually. probably does. On vinyl. Until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Jeremy. Deuces. We are out. We are out.